So Money episode 1009, Blessing Adeshian, founder of Mother Honestly. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. I remember, um, you know, taking the SAT and trying to come to the U.S. And a friend of my dad told my dad and said, oh, are you going to send a girl to America to go study? What happened to all your sons? <laughs> like that was that was literally, um, you know, the, the kind of conversations that were happening back then. And my my dad looked at him, looked at him and was like, no, my daughter is very equally smart and she deserves you know, the same opportunities that um, that everybody, boy or girl, deserves. That is our guest today, Blessing Adeshian, describing her background. Born and raised in Nigeria, facing patriarchal standards, arriving in the United States, ambitious, eager to learn, eager to achieve. Blessing went on to earn degrees in chemical engineering, energy management, and also an MBA. She is now a mother of three married to her secret weapon husband for over 10 years, and is the founder of an exciting platform for women called Mother Honestly. But she says the patriarchy is still holding women back when it comes to mastering motherhood and work. And she's fast building a community to bring women together through online content, workshops, events, and everything in between to elevate mothers to lead bigger, better, and deeper lives. Welcome to So Money, everybody. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. I first learned about Blessing just through the grapevine. We connected as two moms, as two moms who are actively working to help other women thrive in motherhood, in their careers. I'll be speaking at her event, Mother Honestly, later this fall in October in New York, but I hadn't really gotten a chance to learn more about the woman behind the mission. Who is Blessing? What were the financial lessons she learned growing up? What are the challenges that she still sees present for women and men who want to parent and have careers at the same time? And what are some solutions? Blessing Adeshian. Blessing Adeshian, welcome to So Money. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Finish. We've been in touch for some time now uh, through your work. Uh, you do many, you wear many hats, but specifically we connected over Mother Honest, Honestly, which is your platform that you started sort of as, as a passion project, but that has really taken on an incredible life of its own. And we'll, we'll, do, we'll talk more about Mother Honestly in a moment, but you yourself as a woman, as a mother, as a professional, you have so much going on. And I mean, just reading your bio, you obviously are ambitious, you're well-educated, but yet there was an aspect of your life that you felt was not solvable as far as this this complexity of being a working mother for you was a bit of a conundrum. Um, and you call it sort of like a, a cultural gap that you experienced here. Um, you are originally, I believe, from Nigeria? Correct. Right. So maybe we could start there a little bit with, you know, given that you have all this, you know, professional and educational experience and you have three children, you felt like this was an area that for you and probably for, and I think for a lot of women working moms almost felt like there wasn't a roadmap. Take us back to that moment where you realized I need help. Yeah, absolutely. So this was after my my son was born. So I have an 11-year-old girl and um, I took about nine years to focus on my career, you know, build 
period of my career as well as save a lot of money. And um, and nine years later, I had my son. And um, and that was when it hit me that, you know, there was a gap um, in how society um, kind of, you know, relates to women at work and in life. And um, and so when I had my son, I was home. I was I had the pleasure of having four months of maternity leave um, through my employer. And I was very, very grateful for that. And um, when I when I took this, this, that maternity leave, I realized that, you know, there was just so much information out there for, you know, breastfeeding, homeschooling, which was great because I needed those things. You know, how often should my son be sleeping? You know, is he getting enough milk? And um, after that phase of kind of learning, um, you know, how to change a diaper again, how to, you know, what's the best car seats and all those different things, I realized that there was nobody speaking to me personally as a mom, you know, as an ambitious woman that, you know, just had a baby. And, you know, of course, I'm now thinking about going back to work. Um, how do I do that with confidence and resilience? How do I really um, continue to nurture my goals and my ambition in motherhood? Um, and there was nobody speaking about that. So that was, that caught me on aware because I thought, you know, for sure, this is America. There should be some sort of solution um, mm. for working mothers. What was modeled for you growing up? Because you're not from this country. So you came with an expectation that America was going to necessarily have all the answers, regardless of what journey or whatever path you wanted to pursue. Did you, what was life like growing up? What was modeled for you? Yeah, so um, I grew up in a, a much more patriarchal society than America. Um, obviously, um, I was the although third. we're still in a patriarchy. Let's yeah, be we still are. <laughs> but you know, like when we look at like other, you know, especially places in, in Africa, for example, um, you know, it was more macho. You know, it was more. You know, the man was the head of the household, and the wife stayed home and took care of the kids. My mom had six kids. We had about nine kids total in my house. Um, I was, you know, one of the four girls. And I remember, um, you know, taking the SAT and trying to come to the U.S. And a friend of my dad told my dad and said, oh, are you going to send a girl to America to go study? Uh, what happened to all your sons? <laughs> like that was that was literally, um, you know, the, the kind of conversations that were happening back then. And my my dad looked at him, looked at him, and was like, "No, my daughter is very equally smart, and she deserves, you know, the same opportunities that um, that everybody, boy or girl, deserves." And so th that was the kind of um, environment that I grew up in. And you know, I also saw my mom. You know, she was a very smart, ambitious woman, and she wanted to you know, really live out our dreams and ambition. And she wasn't able to do that because of the kind of society that, you know, she grew up in. And also because, you know, back then for her, my dad was the breadwinner and she felt like a, a role was to support him in ever in whichever way she can, right? So that means making sure that there's dinner on the table, breakfast, lunch, and, you know, she's supporting every single um, career moves that he was making. Um, so that was what was moved out for me. And I remember just looking at her and was like, no, that will not be me. Um, I will not actually be having kids and I will not be doing all of this. And um, when I came to the U.S., obviously, you know, I, I changed my mind in terms of kids. But what I really wanted to do, to, what I really expected um, in this society was that, you know, we would be much more further along. And as you as you attested to or not, um, it's still very much a particular society mm -hmm. where, um, you know, men, um, you know, I kind of look at it as, as two different 
corporate spheres. You know, you have the home and you have the work and men have dominated work and women, you know, have traditionally dominated the home. And so now we have a situation where women are migrating from that home sphere to the, to work. Right now we have 65% of women um, are breadwinners or co-breadwinners. And so what does that mean? It means that we need to support women as they transition from home to work. And that does not exist as it is today. Um, a lot of people would pinpoint the corporate structure as being what is ultimately or one of the ultimate challenges to working parents to be able to find balance. Some companies have very limited you know, family leave policies for when you have children. And then, of course, the demands of work doesn't really jive with the demands at home. Like there's – you sometimes feel like you have to sacrifice so much in one or both departments to just kind of get through the day, get through the years, companies still are, I think, have the the model and the mindset that the men at work are the ones who are necessarily the chief breadwinners and they don't necessarily see women in that role. So when it comes to things like raises and promotions, it's, it's unconscious bias sometimes, but they will more likely promote the men because they see them as the providers. Absolutely. I've even heard this. I've heard this from women who (laughs) – I've heard this from a friend, a lawyer friend of mine who was up for a partner at her law firm. Her husband, also a lawyer who did a little bit better than her, was more further along in his career. Her boss told her, do you really need this promotion? As in, whoa, <laughs> yeah, like you're okay because you're married to this rich guy. So this wow. is what we're facing, right? And how much pressure should we put on corporate versus all other factors? Like how, you know, because I feel like the patriarchy is – is what is so present still at the in the workplace. And you having pursued things like chemical engineering and energy management and your MBA, very male-dominated career tracks. Um, so I'm curious to see from your perspective how much is the responsibility of our employers. I think our employers are very much responsible for um, a lot of this um, disparity that we have, especially when it comes to the wage gap and women advancing in the workplace. Um, as a chemical engineer, I experienced that a lot in my career. And I think one of the things that we can start to demand of as women is accountability and transparency um, because, you know, nobody's going to do that for you. You kind of need to step up and ask. Um, another thing we, that we talk a lot about um Admire honestly is the role of female leaders. So women like me um, and others that have, you know, they've risen up, they've they've climbed the corporate ladder. You're in there in leadership, and you can speak up. You can speak up for other women and say, hey, no, she deserves a promotion, or she deserves, you know, X, Y, and Z number of parental leave because she's been here for, you know, either it's ten years or five years or two years. It doesn't even matter. You can speak up for women and really get them the benefits that they need. Um, and I've done that. I've done that in, you know, my various roles in corporate America where I have fought for parental leave. I have fought for, you know, a return to work policy that really helps women ease back into the workplace after having a baby. Um, I think that a lot of, you know, employers, um, a lot of them are just not educated. And that's one of the things that I found, um, especially as we talk to thousands and thousands of women within our network and within our platform, we find that employers just don't know. And so we kind of need to start in educating them, whether that's through, you know, um, conferences, which, you know, Mother Honestly is doing, um, or whether that's also through um, various platforms and individuals like us that are in corporate America can speak up and say, hey, 
have you looked at this, you know, this return to work policy by, you know, whether it's ExxonMobil or Procter & Gamble or J.P. Morgan Chase, show people what's working, show them the best practices from other organizations and other companies and really lead them to that point where they're, they feel confident enough to support their working parents. You call your platform Mother Honestly, and this is conferences, it's online resources, it's really your community building, it's a platform that's here to help mostly modern, ambitious women learn how to thrive in and beyond motherhood. And you call it specifically Mother Honestly. So it begs the question, did you feel like there was some dishonesty in how we were going about mothering and talking about motherhood? No, I think so. The, the name Mother Honestly actually came about um, when I was thinking about I was home at the time when I came up with Mother Honestly. Like I said, I had my son and I was on maternity leave and um, I, I started thinking about the stay at home mom. And I started thinking about, oh, my God, this is how much work it takes to be a mother um, and, and, and decide to stay home. And obviously I was only home for four months, so that doesn't do it any justice. But I could feel, I, I got a little taste of what it took to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, my husband would come home and be like, oh, is dinner ready? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Um, no, dinner is not ready because I've been sitting here pumping all day. <laughs> and like, no, you need to like go make us dinner is what you need to do. And so, um, so I started talking to a lot of stay-at-home moms as a result. So I had friends that, you know, they had an MBA and they decided to stay home. Um, I spoke to moms that were working part-time and moms that were working full-time. And then it, it, I started realizing that it doesn't matter how you want to, how you get to that decision of being a stay-at-home mom or a part-time mom or a working mom inside or outside of the home. What matters is that you are doing motherhood honestly. You're, you're, you're doing it honestly. You're making decisions that are, um, that are, that allows you to live your best life, a healthy, productive, and fulfilled life in motherhood. So whether it's staying home and nurturing your ambition in one way or the other, or it's working inside or outside of the home, what really matters is that you are aligned in your purpose as a mother and as a human being, and that you are living your best life. So that was where the name came from. I wanted to give everybody the opportunity to be part of that community. And I wanted to do it in a way where we're not saying, oh, because you're a stay-at-home mom, you can't be part of this community. Or because you only work part-time inside of the home, you can't be part of this community. I wanted to open it up to every mom um, that had has a goal, has an ambition, and they really just want to live a fulfilled life. And maybe they've made a decision to stay home for two to three years while their kids grow up and go to preschool. Um, as long as you're doing it honestly, you don't need to feel like you know you're missing out or you're not part of this whole you know community of being a working mother. So that's where Mother Honestly came about. Do you have a philosophy, a belief system around how to mother honestly and be financially solvent and independent? How do you Absolutely. do that at the same time? Absolutely. I think that for me and I and, I, and we, we recently you know, had this discussion within our Mother Honestly community around um, how to mother honestly and how to um, make sure that you have um, some kind of financial um backbone, right? Because I think a lot of women, um, they, they make a decision to stay home without really understanding the implications of that, right? The skills that they lose, the, the benefits that they lose, um, the, the $1 million, I think is, is, uh, is the, is the calculation, um, through research that shows that when women take a break, um, you know, out of the workforce, they lose about $1 million in their lifetime. Um, so women are not making this decision holistically, 
and honestly, they're basically looking at the numbers. And so we started having discussions around, you know, what does it mean to be a mother and what does it mean for your financial, um, you know, for your, for your financial stability um, and your financial outcome. So looking at the short term and the long term and really understanding that when we make decisions as mothers, we cannot only make those decisions from a back of the envelope calculation right? Which I think a lot of women are doing. Um, and so we've started having conversations around, first of all, you know, staying home to raise your kid, you're actually walking. It's just society has made it, they've kind of defined the only work that is payable to be the work outside of the home, right? Where you clock in and clock out. Um, but when you actually watch your own kids, you're, that's actually working. Um, and, you know, that work is very, very, it's gruesome sometimes. Um, you know, we don't talk about that enough and it can be lonely. And study shows that it's actually, it actually affects a woman's mental health as well when all they do is centered around their kids. So we're basically having conversations around what it means to, um, to be a mother and also look at your financial um, spectrum, basically, not just, you know, at the moment, right? Looking at it from zero to 18 years, you know, a kid is with you for 18 years. So saying, you know, if I take a break now, what does that mean for me financially for the next 18 years? And, um, and, and, and I ask people, the, the true litmus test is if you and your husband are having a conversation about you staying home, you need to be asking him, can you stay home? Right. You know, if he's not willing to stay home, then maybe you shouldn't be willing, so willing to stay mm -hmm. home too. I sometimes wonder why we call it stay at home mom. It should be <laughs> called like work at home. There's so many things that you're staying at home mom sounds like you're just sitting at home. It almost that sounds bashing, right? Like, yeah. no, you stay it home. Should be called, you know, like, not it should be called like, just stay right yeah. there. It should be called superwomaning from home or like working round the clock like a slave from home. You know, like there isn't, your work is never done when you're at home. Um, never. And you're right. There is a aspect of isolation and it's tough, man. I am so grateful for Mondays because I get to go back to work and oh, yeah. feel like I can exercise a new part of me that has been lost I all the weekend. My, I look forward to my Mondays. I'm like, finally, the kids get to go to preschool or school and I can have my mental mm -hmm. alignment back because, you know, when they're around, I, I feel like I'm always like anxious, like, okay, who else is going to break their leg? And who yes. else? Is gonna, I'm just a nervous wreck. So once they're out, I'm like, awesome. You know, it's somebody yes. else's job. Someone else's so job. Just, you know, somebody that is trained, like they're trained, with, you know, they can do this. And I'm out there just, you know, doing my best work and, and looking forward to seeing them later on in the afternoon. I'd love to learn more of your behind the scenes of how you're mothering, honestly, in terms of how you're structuring your home life uh, so that you can be present both at home and at work and uh, the roles that you have between you and your husband and just a little bit of like how you're quote unquote making it work. Oh, absolutely. I, lo I love getting that question because I, I always tell people it takes a village and I have a roster of people um, that um, that actually help me. I, I I think I told you this already. I work full time as a chemical engineer. I, um, I you know, I manage a very, very um, I work in a very large organization 
And I also have, you know, I work on Mother Honestly as well as a, as a side hustle um, at night when I get home, when the kids are in bed. And I also am working on a startup as well. So I'm, no I'm way. Actually, I know. So Why not? Just throw in the startup. <laughs> Just throw in the startup. Yeah. Talking to VCs and investors. So oh cool. Um, so I, I, I wear many hats and I'm also a mother of three. I have a newborn who is, she's five months old. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to just be honest. I have a nanny. I have, a, I have a full-time living nanny and that's the only way I can get through what I, what I do. And I know, you know, it's a financial, um, I mean, literally almost a financial suicide, right. To, to hire somebody full-time, um, that leaves them with you, um, you know, through the work week to, to basically get things done for us. You know, she watches our, our daughter and makes sure that, you know, my son is ready for school. She handles their breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, you know, it's, she, she does, she's literally the engine in this house. Um, and I also have my sister on standby. So I have my sister who works full time as well. She also doubles as my executive assistant, um, in the evening. So she does a lot of like, you know, errands for me. Um, my husband also does a lot. He is literally my secret weapon because everything else that I can't do, I just put it on his to-do list. Um, it's probably helpful that he doesn't have, um, side hustles like I do. So, um, I'm basically side hustle. He does a lot of work around the house, um, to make sure that, you know, the kids that, uh, you know, he picks the kids up, drop them off so that I can, you know, go to work early. So we kind of just partner, right? So sometimes, for example, Monday, Tuesday is my day for, for me to go into work very early and come back very late. So I try to put those two days hundred percent into my work and I probably get 20 hours of work done Monday, Tuesday. And then, you know, Wednesday, Friday, I kind of put maybe six, seven hours. And that's how I make up my 40 hours at work. My husband, we flip. So Wednesday and Thursday, that's his own day to go in very early and come back late. Um, and Friday, both of us work from home. So we do a lot of team, like we, we, it's, it's a true partnership and I'm very grateful for that. And I think, you know, we, this is something that we talk a lot about at Mother Honestly as well, is you really need to be on the same page with your, with your partner. Um, if, if you, if, if you guys are not on the same page, there is, it's just not going to work out for you. Um, the, the career advancements that you seek, the financial stability and the financial opportunities you seek, they will not come quickly if you and your spouse are not on the same page. So you really need to have that communication up front. And it took a lot of work. You know, there were some tears. There were some difficult conversations. There were lots of, you know, sometimes even yelling, I have to be honest. But, you know, at some point, you know, we made a decision to really tackle this as a team and um, it's been really helpful um, for us. So that's how I mother honestly is I have a team of people that help me behind the scenes. Um, I have no shame in asking for help. I know as moms, we want to do it all. We want to be the one to feed our kids. You know, we want to be the one to, you know, to go get the groceries. Well, here is I'm, I'm, I'm giving everybody the permission um, to go out and ask for help if you can afford it. And if you cannot afford it, ask your sister, ask your neighbor. We have, you know, I have a neighbor that, you know, drops <laughs> off my son whenever I can't. Right. You know, so really just get, get a village together and, and make it work. Yes. I say, get, get your tribe, treat them well, keep them close. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> they mean, are we, your lifeblood. <laughs> when I go grocery shopping and, uh, and, you know, I get flowers, and I have my daughter drop it off for our neighbors. You know, like Aww. that is my way of saying thank you very much for picking up my son Aww. twice this week while that's I great. was, you know, stuck in traffic. So that's, that's awesome. That's, yeah. 
Well, Blessing, tell us how we can tap more into your community and any upcoming events that you have with Mother Honestly. And and yeah, tell us how we can all get involved. Yeah. So Mother Honestly is growing like rapid wildfire. We started in 2018, you know, our conference, which is really the flagship um, event for us, um, started about 250 women in 2018. And in 2019, that number doubled to 500. Um, 2020, we are going to Br- the Brooklyn Expo Center on October 1 and 2, so first and second. Um, and really, this is this conference is um, is for ambitious women, and that's what I call it. It's for ambitious women that are seeking to thrive in and beyond motherhood. So this is a conference for us to discuss how to approach our lives, how to approach our family, motherhood, work, life, because motherhood matters, ambition matters, support matters. And so we, we've taken a very holistic approach in bringing together um, thought leaders, professionals, experts, career leaders, and ask them, how are you approaching your life? What are you doing differently? What are the things that, what are some of the actionable insights and advice that we can walk away with and, uh, and take back to our homes, take back to our to our employer, take back to our careers and really live our best lives. Um, one of the things that we love about, you know, about what we're doing is that we're also getting employers involved. So last year we had about 20 employers send their working mothers to, to the conference. And these women went back and, you know, they had a lot to share when it comes to negotiating for their salary, asking for a raise. How do you do that effectively? How do you return to work, um, you know, in a way that doesn't leave you, um, anxious and stressed out or overwhelmed. So those, these are the kind of topics that we discuss. And I'm super excited um, for what's to come. I, I, we're coming to you in New York as well. So uh, we're hoping that you can also join us. Yes. And some of your listeners can join us as well. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I hopefully can make it. So happy to hear. No, not surprised that the organization is growing. This is a much needed resource. And thank you for putting this out in the world. Blessing, thank you so much. Um, it's been wonderful to connect. Finally, we've been emailing a lot these past yes, several months in the year, but nice to finally get voice to voice and learn more about what you're passionate about and how you're helping so many people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks so much to Blessing for joining me on the show. You can learn more about Blessing on her site, motherhonestly.com. And if you can follow the community on Instagram at Mother. Honestly, all this information is on somoneypodcast.com. Share the episode, download the transcript, and click on Ask Farnoosh. Leave me your question for our Friday episodes. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope your day is so money. Money.